music is from Furries in a Blender, a musician billed as a cat that produced happy hardcore music targeted toward the furry fandom. And the furry fandom is a subculture of people who are deeply interested in anthropomorphic animal characters and often dress in elaborate animal costumes to express their fandom. Here at SEMS 16, it's been SEMS members put into a blender along with furries as the Society for Cinema and Media Studies convention takes place right next door to FWA 16, or Furry Weekend Atlanta, an annual furry fandom convention. The furries have been the star of the SEMS 16 Twitter feed as SEMS members clamor to get their pictures taken with the roaming foxes and tigers and tweet out the resulting amazing images, but a certain subculture of the SEMS membership took even greater interest in this phenomenon. Specifically, a number of fan study scholars who frequently visit TV and film fan conventions wanted to cross the hotel and cultural border and interact with some of the furries to learn more about their fan practices. So I grabbed my Acamedia recorder and tagged along. Unfortunately, the furry convention managers did not allow me to record at the con. They hadn't had a chance to vet me, and they've been burned too often by members of the press looking to make them out to be a freak show. Um, So they didn't let me record anything, but I tagged along anyways, and I certainly could interview the fan scholars I went over there with, so that's what I did. I started recording before we went over there, first asking Paul Booth, who is an associate professor of media and cinema studies at DePaul University, what his impressions were of SEMS members' reactions to the furries blending into our world. Most of what I've seen, I've been extremely happy to see, has been interested, engaged, and curious, um, which I would expect from SCMS members. I haven't seen very much sort of negative reaction, which I'm very pleased about because I think the furry subculture is interesting and hasn't really been investigated very much. I can add that my first reaction was I can't wait to go over there and talk to some of the people that are attending that convention and see how it's like and unlike SCMS. Uh, There's a lot of similarities between academic conventions and fan conventions, and, and I think that you know, we were making the joke earlier, like a lot of academics are taking pictures of furries. It would be really cool if the furries were coming over and taking pictures of uh, academics over here. So maybe we can start sharing some of that, too. Of course, a few furries did come over to our hotel to take pictures with us, but it was SEMS members who had the cameras in hand, while the furries fed off the attention from the curious. Again, before we left, I asked Bethan Jones, a Ph.D. candidate at Aberystwyth University who specializes in fan studies, if she had any familiarity with the furry fandom. Not a massive amount. I mean, the the kind of general media press interest in the fandom is that it's furries, it's porn, which it's not. And that's one thing that I think we saw a little bit of yesterday at the conference, which I guess people that they're not used to furry fandom, they're not used to fan scholarship, are going to automatically pick up on things like you know, The Guardian or whatever. So um, beyond that, I don't know a lot. I'm really excited by the costumes. There's a toothless furry that I'm really excited by. Because it's so detailed. Like, the costumes that are made are just incredible. Because I know a bit about cosplay. I'm far more familiar with cosplay than with with furry fandom. And it's just stunning. Like, the stuff that they do is amazing. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. You know, I I think furry fandom is really under-researched as a fan phenomenon. Um, And I think what's, what's out there can only be augmented by kind of visiting and, and, and seeing what's going on. So. Okay, so at that point, we traveled through the walkway from the Hilton to the Marriott. We registered for a day pass and then spent about two hours wandering through the con, talking with vendors, artists, and furries, and, of course, buying animal hats for ourselves. 
When we returned to the Hilton, I asked Paul Bethan and a third participant, Shira Chess, an assistant professor from University of Georgia, about their impressions. The one that really stuck out to me was how white it was. I did not, ex- I mean, you go to fan conventions and you see all sorts of different uh, types of people, identities, um, and certainly there was a, a great display of kind of sexuality, a great display of gender, fluidity, uh, but it was very white, at least as far as we could tell for people who weren't in costume. So that was kind of interesting to me. I think for me it was the friendliness, because there's kind of, like we talked about it briefly before we went over, there's this conception in in the press that furries are all about porn and sex and... And that gets picked up and circulated a lot. So going over there as fan study scholars and being quite open about that with people we were talking to, it was a bit like, oh, are they going to be welcoming? Are they going to be like, get the hell out of my convention? Um, but everyone was really friendly and seemed really keen to talk about fan study scholarship and talking about kind of critical engagement with furry fandom. So that really surprised me in a really nice way. And I'll add, I wanted to record, but because we just showed up there unannounced, they didn't want me to record, and especially there was sort of an undertone of they've been burned before by Mm -hmm. people coming and trying to, you know, kind of let's capture the freak show. Um, But everyone was clearly like, they really liked the idea. I think that we were over there to talk to them, to learn from them, and they, I'm certain if I would have been allowed to record, they would have been happy to talk to me, and I would like to follow up. I got a few um, email addresses follow up with some people, but that was my sense, like they would, and they even seemed to kind of relish the idea that some wanted to talk to them about why they're doing this, what it does for them. Definitely. And I think because when we were talking with, with the guy there about um, doing the interviews, it, like he talked a lot about creating a safe space for people. And I think that was really evident when we were going around like the, the, the dealer's room and stuff as well, because a lot of the stuff that was marked for adults was really clearly marked. Yeah. Um, like at one point we were looking at badges and there was a bit of cloth over, over one side of the stand that said adult badges only and we kind of lifted it up and it wasn't particularly adult content but it was clearly marked so that anyone you know under the age of 18 would be like this is not for me to look at and I found that really interesting there was definitely a lot of stuff about like really safe spaces which you kind of get in a lot more in conventions these days anyway but it's it was markedly so for there which I thought was really interesting. Sure anything you would add? So I was struck by the things that I don't know now. I feel like there's a lot more that I don't know than I realized when I started, when we first went over there. I was, not being an actual ethnographer, I lacked the ability to know the right questions to ask necessarily, or how to approach strangers, particularly because I did feel like we were sort of invading a space. But there were things that I genuinely was curious about. Um, We had discussed it over there, but things like there were people, the people who worked there were wearing ranger outfits. And I was kind of curious what the story was behind that. We were, we were sort of all observing things like that. A lot of the furries were carrying around large stuffed foods. And like, what's the story? How did that, how did all of these different traditions, because clearly there, is, there are sets of traditions to the culture that we have no access to whatsoever. And it would have been awesome if we had been able to sit down and really talk to some people and I just didn't quite feel comfortable and I don't know if you guys felt comfortable sort of approaching in that way. But I think that that would have been my next, yeah. you know. Well, let me throw that back to you then, especially as fan scholars. What would be the research question you would go forward with now? What line of inquiry would you want to pursue? Um, and there might be a number of them, but just sort of off the top of your head, I'm asking you to riff as academics. Like, what scholarly approach would you want to take to this um, particular culture? 
Well, it, it, that kind of brings up the question I think I asked you as we were leaving, which is, you know, are we participant observers, uh, observers here or are we somehow outside of this community? Because we bought a ticket, we are not dressed up, but a lot of people weren't dressed up. We wore hats. We did wear hats. Briefly, yeah. though. And we, we, we purchased hats. We purchased yeah. hats, and, but then I feel like, we, other than Bethan, who uh, props to you, we all took them off very rapidly as we were about to enter back into our, uh, you know, our authorized space, space right? Yeah. Like, I think that there was a sense of, like, we, there was trespass there. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think the question that I would be most curious to ask, and, and whenever I've done interviews with fans, I tend to leave it very open-ended. So I would ask how people got into furries, where they learned about furries, and what sort of community that they, they've created. Because it's, it does seem to be a very, and as Bethan was saying, very friendly, very open, um, but at the same time, very uh, uh, no outsiders kind of community. Um, and so navigating those sorts of tensions would be very interesting. Yeah. I think for me there's two, like, one of the things that I find really interesting is, is like, the, the gender fluidity that we saw over there. Um, and I think that ties a lot into the sexuality um, aspect of it as well, because there were quite a lot of, like, adult things on sale. They were, like, um, dog collars and whips and things like that. So I'd be really interested in looking at kind of how furry fandom is used as an expression of kind of gender and sexual identity and fluidity but I also feel like that's too close to what a lot of the popular press is doing in terms of going oh it's all about porn and sex um, but the other thing that I'm interested in which we kind of spoke briefly about to one of the guys we met at the very beginning who was really keen on like engaging with fan studies is what would they as a community like to tell us and what how would they like to engage with us and what things would they like us to talk about? Um, and almost like not giving them a voice in the sense of, you know, they're the voiceless because they're not. But what, yeah, what, what would they like to see from, from our point of view and from our kind of side of the fanish fence? What stories haven't been told? Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, maybe if I can follow up with a few, that's exactly what I can start with. So. Yeah. This was not the end of our journey, however, as later that night we went back to the con for a panel featuring the person Bethann referred to, who we met right when we got over there. John Ver Duncan is his name, and he designs furry costumes on commission. At his panel, he talked about trying to come to an understanding with clients about how they want to represent their identities and values through their furry costumes, and it sounded to me like therapy, but also a whole lot like the study of film and TV fandom, of understanding why people are passionate about often idiosyncratic things, and as I've seen so much on Twitter, how thrilled they are to connect with others who care as passionately as they do about their favorite text, and most importantly, who understand where that passion comes from. I had one last question for Paul Booth then, because he'd started us out wondering how the FWA con might compare to the SMS conference. So I asked him to reflect on that. And I apologize for the wind noise here as we were outside in the Atlanta sunshine, which I, as an Indiana resident, desperately needed. But I asked Paul how he thought our experience of the furry convention reminded him of the SMS conference. They seem to be incredibly similar. We sit in uncomfortable chairs and listen to people talk and there's a lot of shifting around and there's tweeting and people asking questions. But beyond that, I think there's a kind of diving, this, this perception of people diving deep into something that they're passionate about. Um, and our conversation last night uh, in the panel um, 
the speaker was using uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, was using these kind of abstract models to explain a uh, kind of uh, a way of working or, or a way of seeing the world. And that's just what we do, really, is just use abstract models to explain the world. Um, I think a lot of these practices are very similar, and I think the audiences in many ways are similar. They go to things that interest them, and you know, you'll find people at fan conventions going to, I'm really into Supernatural, so I'm going to go to all the Supernatural panels, but I have a passing interest in this other thing, so I'm going to go to one panel like that. And I found myself doing that this year at SCMS, where I, you know, I'm going to all the fan studies panel, but I kind of have a passing interest in this, and I think I'm going to go to that one on this panel instead, and it's a whole different audience, it's a whole different presentation, but uh, uh, you kind of follow your passions. And I may very well follow up with Jonathan and the other furries who offered to talk to me more and who showed great interest in learning more about how academics study fandom, but I think our takeaway from this fascinating week of SCMS blending with furries is we're all a lot more alike than we think.